Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. <laughs> there we go. The damn button didn't want to hit. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Oh, it's freaking gold. You know, you hear me say it every week, but, like, I don't think 80%, 87.6% of the audience understands what zero degrees is like it's dumb it's absolutely stupid and why i'm still living in the upper midwest is called stockholm syndrome i'm really convinced of that i just my garage or my shop um it's detached and like i have a kerosene heater and if it's 20 degrees or above it heats up hour no big deal but if it's 20 degrees or below it takes forever for it to get so like Everybody saw somewhat on like Instagram page or Facebook. Like I'm just doing some day, yearly updates to my bike. I, I'm cheap and I didn't want to buy that really nice MLM subframe. So I'm just taking some rod and stiffening up by stiffening, stiffening up a newer subframe than what I had. But you know, that one as I got into it, I realized it was bent and tweaked. So I had to kind of do all that good stuff. Um, so that was my weekend, you know. I got to just hang out at home and deal that. Uh, kind of, you know, life is funny because it was weird. I had kind of a thing that kind of bummed me out Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever. But then I got invited to something uh, later on this spring, a moped deal that I'm kind of excited about. So that made me very happy. It's kind of yin and yang, if you will. Uh, oh, dude, I... So every Monday, like maybe some of you guys, I listen to, I have my podcast, I listen to at work, and I listen to uh, the Moped Monday with Carrie on there, and Carrie's a funny, rad person, and I liked a part of the conversation where, and this is why Jason is such a nice guy, um, Carrie brought up the idea of, wasn't it cooler when this was a little more exclusive? And Jason is such a welcoming guy. He's like, nah, I like this. Everybody's welcomed. Everybody's invited. Um, that's kind of how I've always been with mopeds. I don't do the little select groups. I Everybody's always welcome to my house. Everybody's always welcome to hit me up. Um, I am not a perfect person. I might be crabby some days, so I might be a little short with you. And you know what? That's just a character flaw in my aspect that I am trying to work on with things um man i this week working on my bikes this weekend got me excited just for what you know what's going on this year the rally calendar is always it's always starting to look full like um the daggers was it the daggers or shanks um yeah shanks finally no the daggers finally got their rally posted on there um and then i know the buzzards got theirs posted on there um and a few other things are getting posted i'm really excited for the swap meet happening out in toledo ohio um i think i got a few people talked into going to it from out east which makes me happy because um i'll be excited to see those guys because i haven't seen the other one of them from bakers i'm not gonna throw them under the bus on the podcast here but yeah um hit me up you guys tell me what you got going on this winter because i feel like i'm talking at a lot of people and like, I love to hear stuff back. Um, 
I and speaking of stuff back, somebody's always he's always if you follow his Instagram page, you always see him working on bikes, assembling bikes, coming up with something, or even like something that that running joke a couple years ago started happening. Oh, I can 3D print you this. Well, this person's actually doing something awesome and creative versus just like making a freaking fidget spinner three years ago. Like I met him a few years ago at a rally and like everybody else, we just kind of bump shoulders, say hi. And that's about it. And then like this, that, or the other thing we've talked a lot more on just Instagram or whatever. And I just wanted to get to know him better because we talked a little bit at Moped Spring Break, and it was rad. I it was rad. They went out there, um, but I'm just getting my guest to introduce himself right now. Hey everyone, I'm Paul. Um, I am a member of the Slow Peds out here in the middle of Nebraska. Um, I always joke that I'm Slow Peds West because I'm the only one that's not Lincoln Omaha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been around mopeds for I think four years now, four four and a half years. Right and on. I've I've been into motorcycles a little bit more before that, but I kind of got into mopeds because you didn't need to license or register or insure them in Nebraska, which is a nice thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, so Paul, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys. I the you know what it was like i.e. the very first time they ever saw or could kind of identify that's a moped to like the smile ride to kind of middle part and what it's like today so paul let me ask you what's your very first memory of kind of seeing and you can kind of understand that's a moped i remember growing up i moved around all the time like i went to 15 different schools i went right to on. 10 different elementary schools so i've been all over the country North, South, East, West, I've been everywhere. But yeah. I remember, I don't even know what state it was in, but we were at like a, a fair of some sort, uh, which I don't know if that's just mostly a Midwest thing, but they just have these big empty fields where they put up vendors and there's rides that are put up by carnies who don't take care of their teeth, but they no. somehow put uh, put up and take down rides that don't kill people every day. Um Every day, I, maybe weekly, but you know, weekly. I mean, yeah. they have a decent track record, <laughs> but no, I remember seeing somebody riding something that was loud, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing someone ride it, and I mean, they were riding with flip flops, shorts, yeah. tank top, no helmet, the standard you know, you see people riding. And I think it was just one of the carnies who was like riding it through a field to get somewhere. Like they just threw it in the back of the bus. Yeah. And I just remember seeing that and I was like, that's really cool. Like it's loud. Um, I've always liked motorcycles because my mom was very much uh, if you get on a motorcycle, I'm going to disown you, which she <laughs> hasn't luckily, but that was kind of threat growing up. Um, so I, I just always kind of thought they were cool and I would come across them on Instagram or Facebook I didn't know anything about them. Um, and then I was living in Cairo, Nebraska and working in Grand Island. And it is Cairo. If you say Cairo, the people there yell at you because it's <laughs> Cairo. Um, but it's like 15 miles away from Grand Island. And my friend Ben got big into motorcycles. He had a 78 Honda CM500 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him, like, you know, I, I'd like to get one, but they're real expensive. And he's like, no, they're not. And he found me a 78 Honda CM400 
for like right 300 bucks. Yeah, those things, and, you can get those things dirt cheap even to this day. Like, and that's a great yeah. starter bike. Yeah, perfect starter bike. I mean, it would wrap out at 8,000 RPM in fifth year doing 62 miles an hour. Like, that was yeah. as fast as that bike could go. But he picked it up for me. I rode it home the first time and just knew that this was something I was going to do forever. I put 8,000 miles on that bike in four months. Hell yeah, dude. I that's hilarious. Like, so I think, much. I think the girl who one of the girls who works at the local coffee shop, like she was, she kind of liked my fast Hobbit and I'm, we're, and I just happened to see her on one of the, on old shepherd road. Uh, it's kind of a County road going the South side, kind of the part of St. Paul by the river. And like, she kind of smiled at me and tried to take off and I just opened it up and fucking went flying by her on her, on her. <laughs> and she, she saw me a few days later. I go, yeah, I thought you'd be able to keep up. I just got a moped. She's like, what the fuck? Like I have a motorcycle. Yeah. Like, so like that, I'm sorry for interrupting, but that just kind of, my idea. I haven't told anybody that story until now. Like shit like that just makes me laugh, but yeah, yeah back into yeah. your, story about carol or not cairo yeah caro um <laughs> but no so i put eight thousand miles on that bike in four or five months and then i wanted something bigger my friend ben had gotten into like a kz 750 and i rode it once and really liked it so i sold my bike before the season ended because mm-hmm. i knew i'd get more money out of it doubled my money i got 700 dollars out of it paying 300 bucks yes. for it and then I ended up using that money to buy a ring. I proposed to my wife. Uh, she got pregnant and I started looking for a motorcycle come spring. And she just very nicely asked me, could you not? So, <laughs> I, imagine, I, I imagine that was a very diplomatic conversation. No, it was probably more yeah. like, no, you're not. <laughs> exactly. I was being kind. But no, uh, her dad was involved in a couple motorcycle accidents growing up. And it's yeah. just... Uh, She's like, I want you around for our children, which I fully support. And I was cool with it. So I held off on buying one, but the itch was always there. Mm-hmm. Like it was always, I need to have another bike. Yep. And I built a like Schwinn Stingray I found, uh, tore it all down to bare metal, got everything painted up nice, uh, made it rideable, rode it, enjoyed it, but it's just not the same thing. Like pedaling yeah. a bike is not the same thing as being lazy and just twisting a throttle. And that's, that's a weird thing about like, and I can totally appreciate the vintage bicycle culture. They look rad as fuck, especially like those old Schwins and stuff like that. Yeah. But then the, the hiccup comes, I think he just said it, dude, like you got to pedal this damn thing. And I don't want, yeah. I don't know about you, but like the older I get, the lazier I am. Like, I just want to twist and go, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I still have one. I got a Schwinn Fairlady. It's like a 77 that I'm going to build for my daughter whenever she gets a little bit bigger. She's almost riding size now on that, but um, no. So I just kind of hit Facebook and Craigslist and was just looking and I came across like a QT 50 on Facebook. And I remember sending it to my friend Ben and I was like, Hey, what do you know about these? And he was like, I think they're kind of cool. I don't know if they're a moped or not. And then I kind of delved into the laws for Nebraska where if it has pedals and is 49 cc you don't have to register insure license plate nothing you don't need a motorcycle license you just need a regular license a uh dot approved helmet and you're off and running awesome yeah that's one that's one thing that's goofy about nebraska dude like okay it's not an insurance state which minnesota is but 
yeah, it's a helmet state, which Minnesota isn't, which is yeah. just, it's like totally backwards. Like I, yeah, dude, that like I cease trying to make sense of laws in general, but like that's just goofy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wasn't sure what at all, what, like trying to circumnavigate. And I remember talking to my wife about it yeah. and I was like, what do you think about mopeds? And she just laughed at me. Because <laughs> like, it's it, it's the old joke, like you never want to see like your friends riding a moped, like it's just yeah, an yeah. embarrassing thing. Yeah. But I kind of kept on it a little bit, and finally she was just like, "What do those go? Twenty five miles an hour? I don't care. Get a moped." Yeah. So I I didn't know anyone. I'm out here kind of by myself. So I joined like the Omaha Moped Group on Facebook, like Vintage Omaha Mopeds or something. Yeah. Yeah. And. I saw some bikes for sale, but I wasn't sure kind of what to look for, what's good, what's bad. I was still trying to wrap my mind around how two-stroke works in general. Okay. Now, now I've just accepted it's magic, and I don't need to understand <laughs> how it works. In and because out, I remember yeah, yeah. The, the very first time I saw a side bleed, mm -hmm. I was like, how the fuck does this work? Like, exhaust needs to exit fast. That's like what you do on cars. I grew up around like... My dad always had a muscle car and then I got, well, I got involved with like turbo cars and it was the, the bigger the exhaust and the shorter the exhaust was the best you could do. Yep. So I remember kind of asking questions and not understanding responses. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep looking by myself and I'll get what I get. And I saw on, on Craigslist, somebody was selling two mopeds in Fairmont, Nebraska, which is just South of York, right off the interstate. Okay. And Fairmont is one of the places I lived in. So it was kind of weird to go back there and see like my old house and things. Yeah. yeah. But I went there and he had a bat of his top tank and he had a Saks Westlake step through. Just weird combinations that like I, that, that yeah. stuff always fascinates me how some of these bikes get into the most desolate places. And I'm not calling Fairmont, Nebraska desolate. Oh, it's a desolate but, place. But it's fucking, I can tell you already, it's fucking desolate, man. So like, yeah, no, how? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So I, I talked to the guy, I decided on the Westlake because I wanted the moped experience of like a step through. Mm -hmm. Like that was for a long time. I didn't understand how top tank mopeds were just motorcycles. Yeah. Like that was just <laughs> something I couldn't wrap my mind around for a while. Yeah. yeah. But so I bought this Westlake, it, it ran but the throttle was broken. So he's like, you have to pull the throttle cable by hand Dude, to like so awesome. make it move. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like he started it and I kind of rode it around like one hand on the, on this and the other hand, like pulling to try to go faster. Dude. That's and, so great. And it tops that bike goes 23 miles an hour. Oh, at most. I think I have a, like going a downhill, whenever. going downhill full tuck. Yeah, I think I have a picture from whenever like Snapchat was huge, where, where Snapchat used to have a speed filter until people were saying how fast they could go in their cars and take Snapchats. <laughs> and I think I have a picture of me in my like red half shell. Get it says like twenty three mile per hour or something. Dude, that's but, fucking beautiful. Yeah, I got it, and I spent so much money because I didn't know where to buy parts from, so I was buying parts from eBay. Yep. And I couldn't get it to just run right. It would it would run for a while and stop. It was a condenser that gets warm and shuts off. Mm -hmm. And I ended up reaching out to people on the Omaha Moped group saying, hey, this is what I bought. And everyone was just like, I'm sorry, sacks are terrible. Why did you <laughs> buy that piece of shit? You should have bought my bike. And yeah. 
And then you get the people who are like, no, stacks are great. They don't know what they're talking about. And it was very frustrating for me as a new person Mm -hmm. because I was getting such conflicting information and I couldn't get anyone to send me anything to back up their claims. Yeah. It was just sacks are terrible. Well, what makes them terrible? They just suck. Yeah. uh, That always annoys me, dude. When people are just like, Oh, that's dumb. Why? Cause it's dumb. It's like, that's not a response. Yeah. And then I, I talked to someone else who was telling me how great they were. And I was like, I don't know. I can't get this thing to run. And they were trying to give me troubleshooting steps. I am, I'm still not a very mechanical person. I mean, if you follow my Instagram, you see that I'm always working on bikes. I don't do engine work. Like, I don't understand how two strokes work. I'm, I'm a fake mopeder. I pay Ed's moped shop to build my engines for all my bikes. Because no, and, and I'll, I'll stop you right here. I'll stop you right here. No, you're not. There's certain <laughs> dorks like me that like I've destroyed a lot of kits learning because yeah. I have to fucking solve the riddle. Like I just have to. And then there's people like you who enjoy the aesthetics and like, you know what? I know there's somebody better out here that can do the motor work and I'm not going to destroy this kit. I'll just send it to them and save myself a shitload of headaches. There's no such thing as a fake mopeder. Like the fake <laughs> mopeders are people who talk a bunch of shit, but have no idea what they're saying. And like, no, dude, I fuck that shit. Like I'll say that. Yeah. And I'm swearing left and right about that. Cause that elitism gets so annoying to me. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely making fun of the people yeah. who have called me a fake mopeder, yeah. but uh, yeah, dude, so I got do, yeah, and like, oh, that just gets me, Paul, because like you're out there doing it. Like you're not at the uh, – I'm not going to let my resentments <laughs> boil to the surface here. I'm going to let you tell your story, my guy. <laughs> so I I sent the sacks to Omaha, and I don't remember the guy's name. It was some guy with a big beard worked on it, and he moved to the Pacific Northwest. I don't remember what his name was. I think he was in the Gopeds, but – he worked on it and got it running and I got it back. And then someone told me, Oh, that carb is terrible. I'll give you a better carb. It'll fit. Okay. And it was I was probably like, a okay, so carb, carb or something like that. No, it was a square Bing. I had like a round Bing and they were like, the square Bings are better. So they like gave me a square Bing. Okay. And I remember getting it and I was real excited and I take my side cover off and I take my carb off and I disconnect the lines and I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then I go to put it on. And there's actually a post on my Instagram from way back. And I was like, buy this part, it says. It fits perfectly, it says. And it just wouldn't line up. <laughs> like, it was hitting the frame. It needed a different intake. And mm-hmm. now that I've been in this and I know, like, generally, if you're changing carbs, it requires a different intake. But being brand new, I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. I can't believe this person told me it would work and it didn't. Yeah. And kind of, like, and it's people don't know other people's level of knowledge on things. So like, yeah. they're cool. I'm not mad at them anymore, but I was like, you know <laughs> what? I held on to that for a while though. Fuckers. I did. I did. I did. Uh, and then I let it go, but I, I ended up being like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm done. And I'm just going to sell it and I'll just move on and find something else. So I posted it for sale. And of course some guy came and looked at it and he didn't have a driver's license because he lost his for, for, for DUIs. Yeah. And he, he had like a bicycle helmet. And I was like, okay, well, I don't care if you get in trouble. Like, that's not my problem. Yeah, that's a And I, like, went to start it. He's there looking at it, has the money in hand. 
and I pull in the clutch and step on it, and the rear sprocket just explodes. Oh, wow. Like, into <laughs> pieces explode. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I was like, well, you can still bump start it. Like, you can roll it and pull in the clutch, and it'll start. So I showed him how to do that. He still bought it, but he took like a hundred bucks off because the the pedal didn't work anymore. Which yeah. I was like, get this piece of shit out. Just take it. I don't want it. <laughs> um, yeah, so your moped career hasn't, has, hasn't gotten any better since that, I'm guessing. Cause no, no, it stayed well, right there. It, it stays right there for all of us. Yeah. Just fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm yeah. always right there. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I sold it and it was like November when I sold it and come springtime, I just reached out to Ed shop and I was like, Hey, I want a moped. I want it to do 30 miles an hour so I can ride around town and be fine. I was real concerned with legality then. So I was like, it can't be more than 49 CC. It can't go whatever. And he was like, well, I don't have anything right now. Um, I'm going to get some hobbits eventually. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just wait for the hobbits. And then two weeks went by and I was like, what do you have now? Because I don't want to wait anymore. I just bought like, a Hobbit <laughs> off of Ed like last week too. Nice. Like, nice. Just yeah, a he's, stock. He's like, yeah. 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 He's like, do you want to buy this Henry? I'm like, fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he had an urban express and I was like, well, I have my motorcycle license. Yeah. So like, that's not a big deal. I can go get license plate for it. I had a title. Yeah. So I rode that around for most of the summer. Dude, I fucked because... up. I could have got one given to me last summer, and I was such in a butthurt mode still from, like, my Baker's Dozen disaster. I didn't even take a free one. Like, wow. I was just, yeah, dude, that's how fucked in the head I was last summer. So, sorry, interrupting again. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, so I rode that around for a summer, and then I was I was riding past a spot here in town where there's this place that's like an ATV salvage place. Mm -hmm. And I saw like a whole bunch of shit had just been dumped in a field. And it's this local guy who runs like a salvage yard is one of his many side businesses. The guy has more <laughs> money than God, but he, he and you could probably a, never tell. Oh no, you couldn't like he drives, he drives a new F one fifty. Yeah. But like, that's it. Like he's just a very clean cut, no nonsense. You'd have no idea he was literally worth a hundred million dollars. Like you'd have that's, no idea. That's Midwest money, though, dude. Like, yeah, that's yeah. straight up Midwest money. Like, I know so many multimillionaires around Minnesota that are like that. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just yeah. They might have a nice truck, and that's it. You could never tell they're fucking richer than whatever. But yeah, yeah. But there was. I, I remember. I kind of. I rode by it and I saw it and I was like, I'm going to go look through this because it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission before you go rifling through someone's shit. Yeah. And I found a Indian moped was in there, but like it was broken in half because like the frame rusted out of the bottom, like, like they always do. Yeah, but yeah. I remember seeing on the engine, it said American moped, like was stamped into the case of the engine. I thought that was cool. And I tried to like get it off, but like the bolts wouldn't come off and I didn't want to actually pay for it. So, <laughs> Uh, but sitting behind all of this was like a trash Honda Hobbit. Okay. Like, I, I don't know if it was a PA1, PA2, I don't know. But I took a picture of it and I posted it to the Omaha page and I was like, hey, I found this in a field. What's it worth? And Ryan Hoove, I'm not even sure what his real name is. I know it's Ryan. I don't know what his last name is. He was like, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. 
And I was like, all right. So I went and like knocked on the door of this shop where it said like ATV salvage. Yeah. And the guy answered the door and I was like, hey, you've got a bike in this field. I want to know if you want to sell it. And he goes, that's all garbage. And I was like, right. But I want to know if you want to sell it. And he was like, I guess. So he told me 50 bucks. So I didn't make any money off of it, which is fine. I was just trying to like, I, I honestly don't make a lot of money on the bikes I sell because yeah. I put way too much money into them. Yeah, because I'm mopeds, a mopeds are a zero sum game. Like, and I give like NYC mopeds, like Eds, uh, seven, like some of these moped shops around the country. I give them so much fucking props. They can make a living doing this because you're essentially selling for the most part to people like us who are cheap yeah. and yeah. don't want to pay for anything. Yeah, but he uh, he said he'd sell it for fifty bucks. So I was like, all right. And so I like. I think I threw it in the back of my like PT cruiser I had at the time, right which on. I stand by is one of my favorite vehicles and fuck everyone who hates PT cruisers because um, talk to Andy from the zeros. He loves, he loved his PT cruiser. I had a PT GT. So it's an SRT four with a better transmission on a PT cruiser frame. Like mm. it was perfect. But anyways, uh, I threw it in the back of that, hauled it home and Ryan Hoove came up and I saw, I had my urban express at the time. And I, I rode around with him and that was the first time I'd ever ridden with someone else. Mm -hmm. Like on my motorcycle, I always rode by myself and on the moped I had before. And on this one, I always rode by myself because I don't, I don't know anyone around here. Mm -hmm. um, so I rode with him and I just remember thinking, this is it. Like, this is, this is what's fun. Yeah. Riding is great, but riding with other people. It just 10 times more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So I, I rode around with him, sold him the bike, he took it home. And then I get a call from the guy who runs the ATV salvage. And he was like, hey, do you want mopeds? And I was like, yeah, like that, that'd be great. He goes, all right, give me a couple weeks. I'll put together the ones I have. And you can come look through them and tell me if you want them. And I was like, okay. So he called me like three weeks later. And... I went down to a shop and he had 20 mopeds just lined oh, Jesus. up. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were three Vespa Grandes. There were the Moto Bacane. There was a PA 52 Hobbits mm -hmm. with the CDI, which I ended up getting. Nice um, dude. But I, so I was it the black, was them. it a black or red Hobbit? It was a red one. It was okay. a red one. Yeah. So I, I, I struck a deal with him and I just bought all of them. Yeah. And I had just bought my house. And it's the first time I've had a garage. So I've got in my shop right now is where I'm at. Uh, it's like 24 by 36. Oh, your wife was really garage. impressed with you is what you're saying. Yes. Like it was, <laughs> I told her I was getting some mopeds, but she didn't understand the quantity of mopeds <laughs> I was getting or the quality because the other bikes she had seen were all in decent shape. Yeah. The, some of these were not, but, <laughs> I, I borrowed my, my brother's truck and it took three loads in the back of this like truck to get them all home. But I had them all lined up and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? <laughs> but like, like I don't... what the fuck did I do? I think you yeah, should ask. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anybody in the moped community. I'm hoping I can make a couple bucks on these. Yeah. And maybe get one for me. Like I can determine what's the best one in there. And I ended up selling them. Like, it's how I met Isaac Piper, who's in this low pad. He's one of my yep. best friends. Uh, it's how I met Max Goldberg. 
okay. who's a fantastic person just all around. Um, I sold a couple to Ed, and I sold a couple more to just some, some random people here and there. And I kept the Honda Hobbit because I was like, this looks cool. And someone told me that that box, but it had a CDI. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the fuck a CDI was, but I was like, hell yeah. So I, I like replaced the battery because I was that person. I was like, oh, this battery's no good. I'm going to go buy a new one. Yeah. And I replaced it and I was like, it still won't start. So I took it to like, Isaac had a build day in his like basement shop he had. And I took it there and Ryan helped me and Ed helped me and we got it running. And it was just, I think I put a circuit pipe on it in an 80 jet and just yeah. rode it. And it was yeah, great. Yeah. It was perfect. And I rode it all over town to hell and back. It was a great time. And then um, while I had that bike, I, like I said, I just moved into this house. And it's how I met one of my best friends whose name is Moose, who I'm sure people have seen on my Instagram stories or bikes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he just knocked on my door one day. I had lived in this house for like two weeks. And he knocks on my door and my son answers the door and goes, what? Because my son's deaf and he didn't have his hearing aids in. Okay. And then he looks at me and he's like, uh, dad, there's someone at the door. So I go look at the door and there's there's Moose. And Moose is like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, <laughs> like he's a big dude. Yeah. And he's always wearing a pair of like bibs. And he just yeah. had his hands like up here and he goes, you work on mopeds? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, maybe, I don't know. Who are, who are you? Yeah. Um, and then he ended up bringing it over and I worked on it and didn't get it running and gave it back to him. Um, but now we work on what, bikes what, all the time. What bike did he bring over? I'm sorry. I missed that part. He had, no, I didn't say he had a, he had a Pacer sport. Okay. Like a white Marini Pacer sport. Yep, and yep, I, yep. I actually, I hauled it to Omaha and worked on it with, with Ben Piper. Okay. And we, we got it to where it turned over, but it wouldn't run. And then the day ran out and I was like, I'm just going to give it back to him. I don't care. But, <laughs> No, so I had that I had that Honda Hobbit and I worked with Dylan Wallace, uh no pad, no med mopads out in Sacramento, one of my good friends. Yeah. And he, he helped me kit it. So we tore the engine apart, rebuilt the engine, case matched, stuffy crank, all the fun shit, custom intake. I had Max weld a top bar on the bike because I wanted it to be a boys' bike and not, not a step through anymore. There you go. And uh, I get it home and it just had air leaks everywhere because I didn't know what I was doing. And Dylan knew, but I was very much like, a, I want to know how to do this. So he let yeah. me do it and I made all the mistakes. But no, I took it to the first rally. It was Rally of the Corn Six. And I didn't know about temp gauges. And then I met Alex, who told me to buy a step gauge. Alex Danger Jones. Yeah. Um, from the was, Green that Bastards. The, was that the Jurassic Park one or the Goonies one? The Goonies one. Okay. Yeah, it was the Goonies one. Yeah. And it might have been Yeah, Goonies was the first one I went to. But I uh I was riding with the temp gauge and he was like, if it hits four hundred degrees, you need to stop. So like the night ride, I was just not having a good time because my yeah. bike was overheating and I was so focused on that temp gauge, I was like, Oh man, I'm gonna break my bike. And then the Saturday ride, it was the same thing where I was at the very end. And struggling to keep up because my bike was hitting 400, 405 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then after one stop, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The kit for this bike was like 200 bucks. I'll just buy another one. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to have fun. 
So I just unplugged my temp gauge so it didn't even light up and show me anything. Yeah, dude. Fucking blast. Like, I was blasting past fools, going full out all the time, never seized. No mm-hmm. problem whatsoever. It just it ran great. Yeah. And it was just a, a lot of fun. Just being able to keep up with everyone, riding in a big group. It's it's what's keeping me in mopeds. It's just yep. that, that 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 rally experience. But yeah, then I I ended up having Ed build the engine on my Maxi, which is my favorite bike. Which and, is it that purple Maxi you have or No, the purple Maxi is the one I built my wife so so that she'd go ride with me. It's my <laughs> it's my green Maxi. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a green Maxi and then a green Maxi trike and they're both they they both look the same only one has three wheels and one has two. And one takes up 15 spots in your garage because it's big and obnoxious yep and it's sitting <laughs> right next to a micro car that takes up even more space in my garage jesus you've got all the big clunky shit dude i love trikes so much my, like i had a motron trike that i sold to fund a different bike and it came back up for sale like i sold it to my buddy in grand island who has ridden it like three times he's yeah. not he just likes collecting things but he offered to sell it back to me and i'm trying to decide if I ever want to park my car in the garage, like, that's, that's what I about it. <laughs> like I, it was funny how we we're having this conversation, how the more deeper you get into mopeds, the more the garage you lose. And I think I said something, um, Lee Pinkerton, who I went and got the Grand Prix in Mondial with this summer. I said something to his wife, um, Kirsten. I'm like, you know, that side of the garage that's not yours is never going to have a car parked in there again. She was like, Oh no, it'll be fine. I'm like, no, that that's I, I go, you, I go, don't ever allow him to put mopeds on your side because then it's over. Then you're never get you're never parking cars in the garage. See, and that's something my wife has been pretty adamant about was like, she's like, my car goes in the garage. So I make sure that there's always room for her van unless I'm doing like a build day or I'm cleaning my side. So there's, there's always exactly half of the garage is moped free so that she can pull her van in and doesn't have yeah. to worry about scraping snow and shit off it. Like our wonderful state provides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, goddamn snow. Um, so you went to that, you went to rally of the corn, which is always fun because I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a awesome writers rally. Um, you're getting in the scene you're kind of you're seeing how things are working you're learning um how do you start or become or whatever like i have no real knowledge of the slopeds like how did that all come about sure so i was i was talking to isaac and i was um just asking him about the different clubs that are around. Like you, Nebraska's got a ton of clubs. You've got the dead possums, the dope heads, the Kit Kats, the 402 stroke, safety second, slow peds. Like there's all these different clubs. And I remember asking him like, what does it take to get into a club? And he just told me, he was like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I've been around this scene for a year and a half and no one's ever invited me. So I don't care. He really wanted to make a club with just him and his brother, who's Benjamin Piper, the Wandering Pacer. Yep. And I was like, well, why don't we start a club then? And he goes, well, we can, but like my brother has to be in it. I was like, I don't care who's in it. 
Yeah. So we just decided there, it was like, we're going to form a club. We're just going to, and, it, and it's, it's a club in the loosest sense of the term. Like you, you forgot have, one that I know of not to interrupt it. You better add in the Jolly Wrenchers. Otherwise Jolly um, Wrenchers. I'm sorry, Josh and Mac. I'm very sorry. <laughs> and Kaylin, who's I believe prospecting for the Jolly Wrenchers. That's awesome. Um, you, you name not to sidebar, but you named all these clubs and this is what I've noticed because of Rona and everything that's happened. I haven't heard anything from these guys for like 18 months. Like a lot of them, like dopeheads, I haven't heard anything from. 402 strokes, I haven't heard anything from. Like, and I'm just saying, as an internet presence, like safety seconds, I used to see. So, you guys should definitely get a hold of me at secondchancemoped at gmail.com or secondchancepod to let me know what the hell's going on. Cause I've been going around to some of these clubs that people talk about and I'm like, are you guys still kicking up dust? And I actually had one of these clubs that I'm going to have. A Midwest club that a lot of people know of, but haven't heard anything from a minute. I'm going to have one of their members on next week. So there's a little preview and sorry for interrupting you, my guy. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. But I, I asked him, I was like, who should we invite? And he's like, well, Dylan's not in the club. And I was like, well, we can invite him. He's like, I don't know if he'll join. And I was like, well, don't even give him an option. Just tell him he's in our club, (laughs) which is how our club started. Like we told Ben Piper, we're like, you're in the slow pegs. We told Dylan, you're in the slow pegs. And then we kind of expanded where Justin Wacker uh, is an Omaha rider. And he met Isaac about the same time I did. Like he came to the very first build day I did. And he had a Vespa Grande he picked up from a barn in Iowa. Nice. That had, um, it had a bicycle tire with a bicycle tube with a motor with like a moped tire over the outside of it. That's it was so crazy. awesome. That's yeah, so just, awesome. just the weirdest, the weirdest shit you find. Yeah. But no, so we added him and then it just kind of expanded where we, we just started riding with people and just asking him, Hey, you want to be in our club? It's just a group chat that we all just post moped shit we're working on or <laughs> I'm always like, Hey, I'm going to go to moped spring break. Does anyone want to go? And I just get fucking crickets yeah. because mopeds are a huge form like factor of my life. And for a lot of my club members, it's just something they do for fun when it's nice out, which is great. And I love them. Like I have no issues whatsoever with any of them. I'm just like, Hey guys, you want to drive 24 hours across the country with me and go see the ocean? And everyone's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I heard a little bit about this. Like I'm friends with Marie, her and I like, we won't talk for like a month and then like, we'll talk every day for a week and then we won't talk just that's our friendship. But like she, I found out about that whole deal, like kind of early on and it was through uh, Jessica and Conan who are in smog squad. And Mm -hmm. so I was set up to go. And then all of a sudden, like you guys had actually planned, if I got the story right, you guys were thinking about going to the Goatheads rally the first, yes. the first date of that, but Rona got canceled, right? Yes. Yeah. I had lined up. I think Ben Johnson was going to go from the Green Bastards. And I think Nicole Nostro from the Green Bastards was going to go. And then Marie was going to come. And there was one other person, but I can't remember her name right now. And I'm really sorry to that person because I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, we, we had all planned on going to the Goathead rally. And then that got canceled. Mm-hmm. And then I 
like we saw Moped Spring Break pop up, and I just immediately knew. I was like, you know, every rally was canceled in 2020. Yeah. Every single one. There wasn't a single one, except for I guess there was one in Florida. That was that was before. Yeah, yeah. That. that was that was before the shit kind of hit the fan. Like, yeah. and it was it was such a weird it was a weird deal because like I think yeah like that was the first time I kind of met people on quote unquote a national level and i didn't know anybody now i kind of look back at that video i don't know if you ever saw that video i put out um i'll send you the thing it's on the instagram feed but like i go back and look at all the pictures and like now i know everybody but i didn't know anybody there except for like ryan and nick and that was it and that that's how i feel on on my the very first rally i went to i had put a gopro on the back of my bike Uh and i was taking pictures of people as i was riding and I didn't know any of them. And now I do the same thing. I go through and I'm like, hey, I can tag these people now because I know who they all are. And that's been years later. Yeah. But, yeah. Same thing with like going to Moped Spring Break. I met so many people that I've talked to, um, like Benny Danger, uh, yeah, yeah. Blue Smoke Two Stroke on, on Instagram. I've been talking to him for years. And then all of a sudden, like we're just outside the same McDonald's in North Carolina. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, Benny, Benny's awesome. Him and his girlfriend are, I, I secretly hate them because they're so fucking beautiful. It hurts to look at both those beautiful smiling people. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it's fucking disgusting how beautiful you two are together. So I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Benny. Um, him and yeah. the, him and all those cats out there. Um, but yeah, I did. I found out about that. Like how. I want to hear a little bit about your guys' adventure out to Moped Spring Break. Cause like I was it the going out that you guys had a bunch of issues or the coming back? It was the coming back where we had the issues. The going out there was pretty smooth. We had a kind of a set schedule of like where we were gonna stop. And the only real issue we had when we left was right after we picked up Marie and Sean, we stopped outside of like a auto zone because Josh was like, oh, the windshield wipers don't work. And then it, and then I was like, oh, so do we just need new blades? He was like, no, the whole assembly is like falling apart. <laughs> oh, so we spent, like, we spent like an hour trying to get this assembly like snapped back together with like all the new rubber pieces. And we ended up getting it. It was really funny, but it was, it was like an hour outside of AutoZone, just like 15 minutes past Marie's house. It was like, <laughs> we need to take this all apart now and figure out how to put it back together. And it was, it was a lot of fun. We didn't have any other issues. We stayed at, uh, I think Drew Flynn is his name's house in Louisville that has crashed there. I slept like my wife and I slept in his jail cell, Nice, which is kind of crazy. Um, (laughs) and then, yeah, we, we got to North Carolina with no issues and got to our Airbnb and then North Carolina was an experience. It was a blast. I had a lot of fun that, uh, that, that ride back in the dark on the interstate where no one had any lights might have been one of the sketchiest things I've ever done. Yeah, that but. was a that was a trip. Um, I'm sure you heard about my little experience with that whole deal. But like when Jason and who the hell was with me? Jason, I think Conan and possibly I'm Charlie Maynard. Like I was basically I was the fastest bike out of those three guys, but I was like behind them just sweeping. When mm-hmm. we saw everybody going on the interstate, like I wasn't on their comm, I wasn't on their Senna. I just was screaming in my helmet, how the fuck did we catch everybody? Like that was just, yeah. but yeah, I mean, a few, yeah. I am so grateful for Moped Spring Break. It was a fun time. Um, yeah. 
So, and I, who's doing the art drawings on the van? Was that Mickey or? Uh, that was all of us. We were all yeah. drawing on the van. It was Mickey's definitely probably the best artist of all of us who went and did did, did the best drawing. But yeah, I never. No, I don't know. I was told it was like the Midwest contingent or something like that. And then somebody put me up in an airplane or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it was. We drew like a map of like where we were dri- driving to, and then we put Jim Henry on an airplane and like crossed you out because you weren't like. A- <laughs> <laughs> that 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 made me smile. Um, yeah. So you guys, and that's gonna probably go your farthest rally away. Um, you yeah. you talked about uh, rally of the corn. What else have you hit for like rides or rallies? I know you've given t-shirts and we'll maybe we'll talk we'll just see where this conversation flows my guy um but like i know you did the pumpkin patch ride up in lawrence kansas um yep i've done that twice yeah i love the cold trailers i didn't make it this year because i think i went to new orleans that's what i did instead um okay but you've been there like where what's some other bigger rides things you you've gone to is that kind of what you've done yeah, I've done those two, and then I did the Spicy Boys Rally in Kansas City. Right on. Um, but that was – I got my friend Ben to come down to ride with us, and I had my little, like, mini moped that I bought from Chuck Bruns. Okay. It was like a Samadhi Lay or something like that. And, and it the the clutch thing was fucked up on it, so it wasn't pulling the clutch in all the way, so it wouldn't always start. And then, like, at the – like. It did down toward Friday night, so there wasn't a ride. Yeah. And then Saturday, we're all hyped, and we ride to the gas station, and then I can get my Mini to start, and then I finally get it started, and then my friend Ben is like, hey, we've got a flat tire. So the ride just leaves. And I was like, all right, so we throw him in the back of the struggle bus, and I follow him on the Mini, and we get back, and I use Hickory Moto, amazing people. I use all their stuff to fix the tire. And by then, my friend Ben is like, well, do you want to try to catch him? And I was like, dude, I don't know where the fuck they're at. I've never been to Kansas City before. Yeah. I've driven through, but I've never, like, been here. Yeah, you don't know the streets. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, oh, well, I know, like, how to get to the downtown area. We can go see the uh, castle. Yep. So we, like, rode out to the castle, and we saw all the people there. And there was a guy filming, like, a, a, a music video. Mm-hmm. And he wanted my he wanted my bike to be in it, but it didn't make the cut, which kind of sucks. It was oh. I I was doing like a burnout on dirt with it, and he, <laughs> it didn't make the cut. But and then we were like, all right, we we should probably head back. And then the mini wouldn't start again. Oh, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I ended up calling like an Uber XL, and some Clutch dude shows me. up in a minivan, and I was like, can I put this in the back of your minivan? And he just goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'll put my cut on underneath it like like my my like jacket yeah. and it won't leak anything and we'll, we'll like leave the windows open it's nice out and i go and i'll give you a 50 dollar cash tip yeah and he he just goes show me the cash tip and i just gave <laughs> him 50 bucks yeah and he's like all right and then i just followed him and he drove back to hickory moto and we unloaded everything and yeah and then uh we ended up like i think i left early on sunday morning before the sunday morning ride because i had all of my bikes broke. Like my, my maxi was fine, but like the tire was still going flat. Yeah. I couldn't get the other bike to start. And, uh, I was like, that I'm was done. A, 
I'm that was a rough rally because I I broke down right at the castle. Like I, I it was just a stupid error on my part. Um, but like I, I had a borrowed bike, I broke it there, and like I ended up being in Mickey's van the entire time. And uh, okay. we lost, yeah, we lost brakes in Kansas City. That was pretty rad. Um, just got overheat, boiled the boiled everything. Yeah. I think. Um, so you talked about moped spring break. You talk about like some of the other rides you've been to how did you get kind of into the apparel side you first got into more like t-shirts and and hats and stuff like that what kind of sparked your interest in that um i've always been a fan of like graphic tees mm-hmm. like up until i got into mopeds my wardrobe consisted entirely of band t-shirts yeah, yeah. like my my closet right now i think i last counted i have 120 different t-shirts Nice. hanging in my closet and my wife's always giving me shit because she's like when was the last time you wore that and i was like i've never worn that <laughs> like i go uh before covid i i would go to concerts all the time and i definitely never pirated music because that's illegal and you shouldn't do um but that's how i kind of supported the the musicians because i wasn't actually buying their albums so yep. i would go to a show i'd buy a coat i'd buy a shirt yep um, and they're and generally from a guy who worked for a few metal bands and some famous ones. That's mm-hmm. actually how they make real money yeah. on tour is like, yeah, because they don't see shit from their album anymore because they, they it, record industry is so fucked up. But like you want to yeah. actually put food on the table, buy a T-shirt like they're seeing yeah. most of that money. At least they were. I heard I heard now labels are freaking eating into that, too. But whatever. Yeah. But no, so I I was kind of into that, and I'm I've I've been lucky enough to meet people through my work and through my cars and through my friends that I have a guy who will embroider anything I want. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a guy who will just I just send him an image and he sends me back an embroidered thing. So my patch is like I think he said it was eighty four thousand stitches. That's how many stitches are like on my patch. And normally I forget how much they charge per stitch, but it's, if I went to any other shop, it'd be like $300 for our patch. And I get them for like 75 bucks. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, and like, that's why I've got those like little slow pen patches. I'm sure you've seen that look Mm -hmm. just like our big back patches and I can get those pretty cheap. So I just give those away or I trade them to other people. Um, so I have him make hats like this fantastic slow pits hat that I wear all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have him do that. And then I've just always liked, I've, I've just always like graphic design. So I mm-hmm. like kind of just messing with things and making something out of them. Right on, right on. Um, Cause the one thing I'll say, like you put together, like, and you, you talk, you dabbled on that a little bit in the interview, like you're kind of perfectionist. I'll say this about like, you, you called yourself a fake mopeder. Um, your bikes are put together really well. And I know you do a lot of that work. Like you, you might have somebody mechanically do something, but like running wires, color combos, like, dude, your shit looks way cleaner than any of my bikes. I will say that. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. I'm, uh, again, just lucky enough to meet people and there's, there's a local, powder coating shop here in town and powder coating is not even their like full-time gig i just i just talked to someone about powder coating 
And I actually not even kind of could understand blasting to get something clean. And that led me down the rabbit hole where like the seventh person I talked to was like, yeah, we do powder coating all the time. If it's purple, white, or black, I can get it done in a week because those are the colors they do all their in-house stuff for. Yep. And I just get it done stupid cheap for those three colors that it's not even worth my time to try to paint anything Yep. because I can get it done so cheap and it's a pretty fast turnaround. I think you're kind of like me in the sense where like you're a sociable guy and next thing you know, you're kind of knees deep into something. You're like, Oh, okay. This is the way it is now. Like you talk, you know, you don't even know how you got there, but then all of a sudden you got this deal. It's like, I guess. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, like, and even, even the vacuum forming, it's the same guy who does my powder. I went in one day to ask him a question about uh, when he'd be available to powder something. And he was working at his vacuum forming machine mm-hmm. that I didn't even know they had. And I've never seen in my life before. I just watched him make this. And I was like, Holy shit, that's cool. Can you do anything? And he was, and he just said, yeah, if you get me the buck, he's like, I can form around it. Yeah. So um, do you want to talk? And that kind of leads us into your latest thing. Uh, you you got into making is those uh, toolbox covers for Vespas. You want? Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're better than OEM quality. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. They're they're incredibly tough. Like uh, we actually had to beat it with a hammer to get the buck out of the plastic. Yeah, and you can't even tell on it that like we hit it with a hammer. Um, but I spent a lot of time and a lot of money through the R and D process of getting them formed correctly and making them the right size and trying to keep them looking as original as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I finally got a product that I'm happy with and I'm, I'm starting to cut them out and get them out to the people who have pre-ordered them. So I should have some pre-order shipping by the end of next week. I'm hoping. Right on. Uh, do you want to, do you got a price point you want to put out to the world or is it just kind of get out to you? Are you just doing the actual cover? Are you doing the toolbox or are you doing the cover? Or are you doing everything? Right now, I'm only doing the cover. Um, okay. I've had enough people ask me about making the toolboxes, and I think I'm going to work on that next. Um, but no, it's 75 bucks for a gray set. Uh, they're like a gray tan color. And yeah, I got some clears that turned out pretty well. They're just a pain in the ass to form because they're actually made from plexiglass. They're not okay. even like ABS like the other ones. And they warp so bad whenever I try to take them off the mold and everything. Mm-hmm. So I've got gray sets for 75 and I've got clear sets for a hundred. Um, on your bucks, have you tried using uh wax like car polish? Yes. So we tried a couple different things on our bucks where the one we learned that works the best is actually silicone spray. Okay. Because I've, and... I had to do some mold stuff with fiberglass and like, that's what we always used was just uh, car wax. Yeah, we I, we tried car wax on one of the clear ones, but it left a residue on the inside. I could where see it that. wasn't clear anymore. Yep, I could see that. So I'm gonna try to take, and all of them have a little bit of like you can see the wood pattern in the clear ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to clean them up with like a headlight cleaner kit, and I think here's, that'll make them real shiny. So here's something you'll. I don't know how how hot does that get. Actually, it shouldn't. Uh, that tape. I'm thinking of this now. I'm spitballing ideas out loud. There's this like two and a half inch wide green tape 3M puts out that we used to use for like masking uh, for bake ovens, and yep. that stuff. If you'd put it over your buck, 
my and it's like shiny where like i'll send you the shit info about yeah. it later it might be a little expensive for what you're trying to do because whatever anyways um yeah. Yeah, yeah i that's my problem i always want to help and <laughs> whatnot no nope, that's that's what i do too i'm always sitting here trying to think of the best way to make it work better like yeah. how can i make this so that it looks better and works better and yeah, yeah. and that for some reason that kicked around the idea where you i think we're on that one ride where uh at moped spring break where conan's front forks locked up because something happened with this lomos uh i know mickey was there we we're going to the ocean it was at night we had like seven moped people around there trying to tell conan how to fix his bike i'm just like i'm just gonna walk away from here right now because he has it handled yeah. and then <laughs> yeah and it's conan i'm pretty sure he knows how to fix that bike yeah, yeah. um I <laughs> think so rad it um, is it is i i uh, i miss that boy um but what are your um 2020 deuce plans right now um i know i don't know how involved are you know like i still got to talk to them figure out how they they're starting bacon there's a dozen from lincoln nebraska this coming year um do you yeah. have any kind of rally plans i have no idea People keep asking me, what's going on in Minnesota, dude? I have no idea if the casseroles are doing anything or not, dude. I'm off on an island old myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of rides we have. I mean, the slopeds are always doing rides. We did rides all throughout COVID. Like it was, yep. you know what? We're showing up. We always social distance. We wore masks, yeah. like hanging out. But generally it was, we're meeting here. The ride's leaving at 2 o'clock, 2.15 moped time. If you're not there by 2.15, we're not going to hang around for you because it's not safe to just hang out in a group of people. Yeah. And if you're riding, you're not going to catch COVID. Like, nope. it's too nuts. fast. So, we, yeah, we did we did rides all summer long for the last two ones. I mean, I think we had five rides last year. Right. Um, we actually did a ride where we invited the, like, Scooter and Grom people in Lincoln came to it, too, which I was I was riding my, my new C, my, my CMO C. And I I met with the Grom people beforehand. I was like, hey, thanks for coming out. I really like seeing everyone here. Just letting you know, we're not doing wheelies. We're yeah. not running through traffic. <laughs> I don't do any of that shit. And I don't put up with any of that shit. Yeah. I was like, so if you think you can do that and you can outrun mopeds, I'm telling you right now, fuck around and find out because I have a Grom <laughs> and this C is faster than all of your Groms. I don't care yeah. what you have done. Yeah. um and they were all they were all great like none of them tried any dumb shit in traffic as soon as they left they were all doing wheelies but i didn't care because we were done riding but yeah no everyone was super cool and i had a lot of people say next time you're doing a ride invite us out so we're, we're we'll definitely do more lincoln rides um, are you guys gonna try to do that like a bi-weekly thing or once a month thing or because that's i'm really I had really somebody ask me like the other week, like, how do you, how do I grow the scene? And like, fuck, I don't know. But like, I know what works really well for anything in life is consistency. Like yeah. that just, so it, I don't know. Yeah, there's, I mean, I'd like to do once a month. I know that on a personal level, I'm not going to be as involved in mopeds as I normally have been in the summer. Um, I can't say a whole lot about it, but there's a youth center in my town that's been closed down for a while that was really influential to me growing up. And yeah. I am meeting with some people about 
doing something with that, which I think is going to take up quite a bit of my time. Right on. So, yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm still going to be doing mopeds. Um, I'm helping my friend Tiffany build her bike and I'm going to be doing rides, but I just don't want this summer to be like the last three summers where all I do is work on mopeds and occasionally go on trips with my family. So <laughs> right on. Do you have any plans for a mo- any moped trips this coming year though? Um, I honestly haven't even looked at the schedule to see what's going on. I do want to hit up. I have a goal of two rallies I want to go to. Um, so if Omaha has one, that's definitely going to be one. I would love to go do a rally in Minneapolis. Yeah, like, that was, I missed, I missed the, the one right after the Goonies, uh, rally of the corn. It was like the weekend after, I think is what it was. And I actually, the very first rally I went to, it was on June, I think six, seventh and eighth. Yep. My daughter's birthday is June 7th. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like she turned, I think she turned three or four and I was like, she won't know. Let's push it back. A <laughs> so yeah. I, we actually pushed back her birthday party to a different week so that I can go to that rally. That's hilarious. But, but now she's seven and she knows when her birthday is. So I can't. Yeah. Damn kids learning stuff. I tell you. Um, yeah, dude, come up to Minneapolis. You got a place to stay at my house. Don't worry about it. Cool. Um, yeah. Come or come up sometime this summer, dude. I'll fuck around. We'll go turn it up around St. Paul and stuff like that. Cause like I tell people all the time, it might not be the greatest riding city in the world, but like, dude, it's a fucking blast. And we don't believe in straight roads in St. Paul. Like it was just, curves rivers like get out in the cut it's it's a little bit like uh omaha in the sense where like you can be out in the country in 10 minutes of riding yeah just just head one direction you're it's a it's big it's a metropolis if you will but like you go the same direction for 10 minutes you're out in the country so and that's what's rad so um yeah yeah dude thanks for coming on kind of getting a little more towards the end here um what you say you've been buying and doing bikes what is your each bike does something different um but what's your favorite bike you have right now my maxi actually my uh just plain i I say plain jane it's definitely not uh yeah just my green maxi that i've had for four years now it's uh it's got the aerosol 70 cc kit uh the vm 20 um, it's an edge right now, actually, cause I broke it at spring break. Okay. Um, cause that last like long haul, I wasn't planning on doing <laughs> and I was not jetted for that, <laughs> that height or whatever. Nope. Nobody was. For, for like two hours, I was bouncing off 410 degrees. Yeah. Like just on that. Cause I was like, I'm already so far behind everyone. I've got to keep up. And I, I brought it home and it just never ran right since then. So I was like, you know what? It's going in for upgrades. It's getting a new pipe. I'm getting a CDI. I'm doing one of Ed's pull starts and I'm doing a rear disc brake. So I've got front and rear disc brake oh, just shit. so I can flex on people. It doesn't, you don't need a rear disc brake on anything, but I can slide the stops now. That's so. what I was going to say, dude. But then you can skid out like we're 12 years old again on fucking BMX bikes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and if anything, mopeds are us trying to be twelve years old. Pretty like, much, ignore yeah. all the tattoos and the facial hair. I'm twelve yeah. years old. Yeah, they're dumb kids' toys, is what they are, and we just can't yeah. leave them alone. Um, yeah. yeah, 
but yeah dude thanks so much for coming on i'll have this up in a day or so because we're actually recording a day early because you had a family thing and i don't mind recording on mondays for the most part so um yeah dude thanks for coming on uh you're always welcome at my house if you ever find yourself in minneapolis st paul um thanks again for everyone for checking out the youtube channel that's actually going surprisingly well that you actually want to see me talk and whatnot um don't forget to check us out at second chance pod at instagram facebook groups and all that good stuff thank you again so much for listening to the show uh, if you want to be a guest or have guest suggestions don't be afraid to hit me up any way you want to hit me up um and paul don't forget mopeds are dumb mopeds are dumb thanks my guy talk to you later bye hey,